and welcome to Party Business, a Rings of Power podcast. We are here to talk about the power of the female gaze in fantasy. Make no mistake, this is an unapologetically thirsty podcast. I'm El Busco, she, her, and I co-host podcasts with friends and also occasionally contribute review content to the spool. And I'm Bo North, uh, she, her, I'm a podcaster and television writer over at The Spool. And today we are joined by our good friend and co-host of Excessively Diverted, Sammy C. Hello. Hello, Sammy. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> good. Thank you so much for coming onto the pod to ship with us. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. You know, I'm always down for shipping and thirsty activities. It's basically... Yes. <laughs> My entire life. Yes, please, jo- please join our fellowship of the show. Now, did you? I have to ask, Sammy. Did you notice the precipitous rise in thirstiness between episode one and episode two? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, it's like it is uh, uh, like straight up like vertical on a chart. It is crazy. Yeah. Like right. one, one was like not not that thirsty. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I mean, but then yeah. by two, you're like, oh my God, this show is so horny. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not that thirsty. It's not like, it's not like textbook thirsty, but like, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like I, uh, you know, came of age uh, when the first mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings trilogy films came out. And uh, so Lord of the Rings <laughs> is inherently horny to me. Um, yes. It's like, you know, like I was 11 years old when I saw The Fellowship of the Ring. So, like, it's literally just like I was hitting puberty and there was Aragorn and yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like just and imprinted. Everybody. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, like a hormone in, imprint. Indelible. Arwen, all of it. Galadriel, uh, you know. Aowen, I can't even talk about it. You know, it's just like too much. So, so yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm watching Lord of the Rings. I'm about to have like the cosmic horn for everyone on screen. So, um, <laughs> and has it lived up to that? Um, for the most part, there there is yeah. a little bit of uh, there's some casting choices that are a little bit more uh, like you know leaning towards. I, I think a lot of the elves are kind of cast to look more like you know, uh, posh British people uh, than, than like, you know, kind of rough and ready warriors. And, you know, so I, I, you know, for me, I was a little bit, I saw young Elrond and I'm like, I remember the flashback with Isildur (laughs) and I remember being into that. And uh, this is not that, (laughs) but I, this is a softer Elrond. Yes. But I'm open to a more cultured, you know, uh, Elrond who has not seen war yet. Uh, It's fine. But um, also I have tried to lock my cats out of my room, but you might hear them (laughs) running around and being awful because they're horrible little gremlins. So yeah, it's hard to be like the visual Elrond with Hugo weaving in uh, in armor and like elf armor. It's really hard yeah. to beat that. Yeah, because I just remember yeah. like you know Hugo weaving, uh, you know, as like Daddy Elrond, like clean and you know yes. Celtic knots in his hair and whatever. But then also mm-hmm. like I remember like Daddy Elrond, you know, like mm-hmm. dirty, dirty, screaming at a Sildor, <laughs> um, sweaty. Uh, furious about justice, but not ready to start another, you know, century of war. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 I do love that Elrond. So um, we've seen. I've been sent a few fan cams uh, of that Elrond in in my day. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what those are. I certainly don't. Horny spend Lord half- of the Rings fan cams. <laughs> I certainly don't spend a good portion of my day sending them to L. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so should we get into episode three then? We should. We absolutely should. Yeah. So this episode is called Adar. It's Mm -hmm. a very purposeful title there, uh, as we will, it's a character we will meet later. Adar? I mean, daddy? I mean, Adar? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) literally daddy. I mean, we're going to meet- Single father to thousands. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's several daddies in this, in one way way or another, right? (laughs) But we are sort of broadening the scope now, and we're including more bad guys, um, laying some more groundwork for future events, etc. Um, we start with Galadriel and Halbrand on the boat that rescued them at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, hilarious moment right off the bat with <laughs> Halbrand being like, mm, it's not poisoned for humans yeah <laughs> like very funny fuck boy <laughs> yeah yeah he's a scamp he is a yeah. scamp but then we meet the first of what will be several daddies of this episode elindiel <laughs> yes. yeah yes beautiful yeah uh, i mean whew, real, lloyd real owen that that <laughs> plays him yes I, I love everything about this character i love everything about the way they have styled him for the show because mm-hmm. even like I was telling Elle like the the timbre of his voice is very similar to like you hear hints of like Vigo in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just considering this is one of Aragorn's forefathers, it's a very uh, conscious and and smart choice that they yeah. made in the casting here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That must have taken some effort to <laughs> I just know. a hint, just a hint of it. Yeah. But he is, he is very kind. He is, uh, does what's right. He, he totally believes in the Numenorian uh, creed of the sea is always right, mm-hmm. which is something that I think will come back into play later. But bit of a theme, bit of a theme there. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, I I love that in this show. There's a lot of um, kind of repetition of the different like groups of people and their values you know Mm -hmm. um like later with the harfoots you know they're always like everybody stays on the trail and nobody walks alone those kinds of things like they they always um they they, like repeat things so that we really know where everybody stands it's kind of a fun way to kind of establish a tribal disparate culture that is Mm -hmm. what's going on in in this series a lot yeah absolutely good well spotted too thanks (laughs) An English degree is, you know, doing it's coming off. in handy. Dividends. <laughs> but yes, uh, so we are in now in the island kingdom of Numenor, which is does not exist in the time of Lord of the Rings. It has since, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, sunk into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's known as the land of the star. It was gifted to the people, the descendants of Erindil, who is uh, the father of. Elrond and Elros and they established like the first uh, kingdom of Numenor. There's a scene in Return of the King or I'm sorry not Return of the King Fellowship of the Ring where Galadriel gives Frodo the light of Arendil. That's yep. 
water from her mirror that captured his light. He's he's called the Even Star, even though Arwen is called the Even Star. He's also he's actually carrying the Even Star. Yes. Wow. And Numenor has like you know Mediterranean, ancient Greek type vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which is I I thought a really great kind of you know um, nod to uh, it's a great society. <laughs> yes. But not perfect Maybe right a little bit right it really like easily telegraphed like okay this is like a good developed society but it also has it's like head up up its own ass a little bit you know Maybe like a little bit xenophobic yeah. just a tad, yeah a tad. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit, maybe. I don't know. This is why you can't give a, ma- a man an island. No. Right. No. Because <laughs> no. later they'll it, be like, nobody gave us this island, you guys. Yeah. They'll what forget the pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't have elvish memory. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, um, and then we get to meet, finally, Queen Regent Muriel, uh, who always wears the most incredible headpieces. Another babe. Yeah, uh, so many queens beautiful. in this show, but she is yeah. a, a legit queen as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. an actual queen, yeah. And right away, her and Galadriel are butting heads. Oh, yeah. It's course. very much a, a dick-swinging contest between Yeah, they two. see each other. They see each other, and mm-hmm. and I think it's also telegraphed pretty early. They like each other. <laughs> yeah, um, I think but there, there's something they respect in one another. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think they see each other, and they, they respect each other, um, but they also are... Not on the not on different sides, but have different priorities right. that mm-hmm. they have to consider. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Muriel seems pretty immediately like I mean, it's not it's not super visible and it, it, it comes becomes visible later when she's not like in front of everybody, but she seems really threatened by the presence of Galadriel, like immediately. Yes. It's terrifying um, to her. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, Oh shit, like why is there an elf here? Oh god, it's Galadriel. Ah you know, like Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Probably like the most famous elf there is. Yeah. Warrior yeah. elf. And yeah. It's like yeah. And she, like, she washes up on your shore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Queen Shit of Fuck Mountain, you know, is here. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no. <laughs> and Galadriel's like, yeah, I got problems. And Muriel's like, I know, and you gotta leave. Yeah, you gotta get him out of here. <laughs> but I can't be too nice to you because, ah, yeah. Yeah. Because my people are kind of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she does at least give her uh, free reign of the of the palace while she's yes. there yeah and a, a it, super fly dress that looks great on her oh amazing that bodice yeah is yeah i was wild. like this is how I they dress a, like a like a, a prisoner from like a different <laughs> right. country you know like a different country that they're like suspicious of or a different race they're suspicious of damn yeah like, they've got a stylist in there um <laughs> Well, I mean, it's Galadriel. She could probably wear a rag and still look ethereal and beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I mean she, she did. She happen. did. She, yeah. She made waking up on um, a bunch of cargo in the middle of a ship look very uh, ethereal yes. <laughs> and yeah. beautiful somehow. Yes. With, yeah, just a just a bunch of boxes. Yeah. Laying on. Yeah, I was texting the group chat earlier when I started watching this, and I was like, Galadriel, is that bitch? Still that mm-hmm. bitch? Been that bitch? Will mm-hmm. forever be that bitch? Uh, Megan and the Stallion I, can, you know. <laughs> I I really think that you will appreciate her so much more as the series goes on and see how oh, yeah. the choices that she makes in the series uh, inform 
like the Galadriel we see later in yeah. the Hobbit movies and, and the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I, there's um, a lot of clever stuff they do with her. Sorry. One of the first things that I texted to uh, Bo um, when I started watching the series was I'm really enjoying the new adventures of old Galadriel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, I mean, it. I mean, she is such a big character throughout I think Tolkien's work yeah Um, and so I'm glad they focused so much of this on her um, because um, it it is such this is such a huge piece of fanfic yeah um, that you know you have to do some fan service and fan service is letting us in a little bit on Galadriel because she's just been a a straight weirdo um, <laughs> yeah, th- this whole time so far, yeah. um, at least in the media that we've seen of her, um, and in the books as well. Um, yeah, I mysterious. think in the f- in the first episode, I referred to her as the Terminator a little <laughs> yes, bit. She is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's like truly a unique soul among like elves who are like not necessarily, uh, you know, they 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 present like aesthetically like kind of a united front, but elves are you know they live for thousands of years they're all like very individual people but even among elves galadriel's fucking weird you know like she's just like doing and her her own thing so strong exactly and she does not like to be told what to do she does not really she cares more about like the bigger picture than she cares about appearances and which is (laughs) a different trait from a lot of elves and i think that like it's a really wise decision as far as like writing this show because Lord of the Rings is one of those like unique sandboxes to play in where you have characters that are literally like 10,000 years old. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, I'm making a prequel. That's like hundreds and hundreds of years before, you know, this or thousands of years before this, but we can still have this one, this one character that we all know who's there, you know? Um, And that's, and that's a, they would be foolish not to take advantage of that. And, you know, um, it would be so crazy making if they were doing the same thing with Galadriel that they're doing with the stranger. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and like, and being like, you know, Oh, cliffhanger a character we all know has shown up you know it's like come on like let's let's not do this like uh, you know but like having her from the very beginning almost be kind of the narrator of the framework of the series i really mm-hmm. like it well that it's pretty in keeping with previous installations since she opens the narration for fe- uh, fellowship too yes yeah absolutely yeah uh, this did is, we enjoy this has been her story the, the entire time? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of it being her story, did we all enjoy the perfume commercial that was Galadriel <gasps> riding a horse on the oh, beach? Loved it. I loved it, and I was like cracking up because um, she like runs in to Ellen Deal, and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I'll like I'll sneak you away to this place. Let me find you a horse, and then the horse that he rustles up for her is this yeah, yeah. gorgeous albino stallion with like and like pale eyes like it's literally an albino stallion that must be like literally they must have spent like two hundred thousand dollars on this fucking horse like yeah. and Even it the got horse knows perfectly it's dressed and it's yeah. like oh let me just get like the most aesthetic horse possible yeah. let me just rustle that up real quick like and this is not somebody's like, you know, mare that's hanging out in their <laughs> barn, you know, like 
<laughs> Where did he get right. this horse? Where did he have it? <laughs> Is he just saving uh, it? He's like, there's going to be a hot elf who's like very ethereal and pale, and we need to have this ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's actually a shot of the horse like tossing its mane like a slow mo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's so good. I love it. it. I love it. It's, it's a crazy such choice, a fashion but I moment. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> It does. It looks like an ad you would see in Vogue for, like, I don't know, like, makeup or something. Especially with her flowing fabric and, like, the way that it's draped across the horse as well. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. is just perfect. Yeah, it's definitely, like, Evanstar, a fragrance from Dior. You know, it's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Oh, so good. But Elendil is taking her to the Hall of Lore. Mm-hmm. Which has all of their histories and uh, basically a big library of Alexandria, but on Numenor. Right. Because she's still, after finding out what this uh, Mark of Sauron means, uh, what it could be if it, there's any recorded sightings of it elsewhere. Uh, so that's what she's doing there. But that leads us to our the next thread I kind of wanted to get into, which was Halbrand in Numenor. Yes. Says we've got this, you know, high elf, highborn elf of, you know, one of the greatest elf houses and commander of an army, and then you've got just this guy. Right. Low man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who just wants to be a smith. Yeah, he's just walking around and he's like, Man, uh, look at these smiths. That looks cool <laughs> as hell. I want to do that. <laughs> and then they turn out to be Teamsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, actually, you have to join this weird society to be a smith in Numenor. And it's like, wow, that is inefficient. (laughs) But yeah. And it's like, but it's also a sign of an extremely, like, almost overly developed uh, nation. Right. In a way that it's that bureaucratic. Right. Mm hmm. Everyone's had too much time to think about how things should work. Yeah, of they've had it them too work. good for too long. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um. Mm. Yeah, but, but, like, I I was, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but, like... No, go for um, it. I was kind of excited by Hallbrand a little bit because I was like, ooh, it would be really fun to have kind of a Strider-type character who isn't, like, secretly Aragorn, uh, but who's just <laughs> Strider. And then I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but uh, that's okay. I, I'll get over it, but I was kind of like, oh, it'd, it'd be fun to kind of just explore, like a regular dude uh Mm. not to spoil you but just keep watching (laughs) yeah 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 Um, because there's some surprises in store with that character yeah but at least they're kind of like teasing a little bit of like an aragorn thing and i was like man Mm -hmm. i was really just being like you know because that that is one thing that um that is i love about lord of the rings i love aragorn's arc but i also really like kind of the vibe of strider and i really want Mm. like to explore the idea of somebody who's like doesn't have to be good but chooses to be good you know yeah right um so uh so i was a little bit like little wind taken out of my sails a little bit but not <laughs> too much i mean i love yep. Brand. he he beat the shit out of all these dudes it was great <laughs> i loved it anyway <laughs> he's very hot yes he's very hot he's got great chemistry with gaddy um oh fire it's yeah, fire yeah yeah. yeah, and he gives it to her. Like he's like mm-hmm. one of the people who are, who will give it to her exactly the way she gives it to other people. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's willing to make fun of Galadriel because obviously, but like she likes to play. Like that's yeah. her vibe. She, she's also a scamp. 
Yes, <laughs> that's why she and Gandalf get along so well yeah. later on when they're they're like really good friends because like Gandalf can't take anything serious. Oh, either. I've completely <laughs> shipped them too. Yeah. They had a time together. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some notable things that she says to him while he's being held in the little jail uh, under the pas- palace uh, for beating up these dudes. She tells him, well, uh, just to kind of get to what you said about the Aragorn sort of take on his story. Galadriel discovers in the Hall of Lore that the symbol Halbrand wears around his neck is like the symbol of the King of the Southlands, and she basically figures out that he's the heir to that throne. Mm-hmm. And she tells him, I'm, I just pulled some direct quotes because I thought they were really good, but uh, you chafe under the rags of the common and the armor that ought to rest upon your shoulders weighs upon your soul. Um, yeah. That... <laughs> That theirs was not a chance meeting, not fate, not destiny, nor any of the words men use to speak of forces they lack the conviction to name. Ours was the work of something greater. Which gives me chills. I'm sorry. So good. It was so good. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, they really, (laughs) they really killed it with this line. Like, yeah, I loved it. And it does call back to Ellen Deal telling Muriel like I picked her up out of the sea and the sea is because the sea is always right and there's a lot about that with these two being brought together right you know yeah. th- they sort of lean into that idea of the the sea bringing them together the sea is mm-hmm. always right so they were meant to be in this moment yeah and and uh, that's something I love about Middle Earth and not to get on a crazy tangent but um, do it something I really love about Middle Earth is that it really kind of reiterates and and because the lord of the rings is such a you know textbook foundation for the fantasy genre this carries over a lot in the fantasy genre that like the natural world is mm-hmm. is is like a the is god you know yes. like yeah. like yeah. uh the universe and um and the woods i i really am a big fan of ents i i really uh am like watching like the two towers with me is like <laughs> watching the super bowl like the entire like it thing i'm like ah! um, and um because like i love the way that like in middle earth like the natural world is um has wisdom and it has strength and it uh it influences things and so the sea the sea is always right you know the sea chooses who who dies and who lives and the sea chooses who is brought together and under Mm -hmm. what circumstances and i think that that's that's really cool i really like that and i think that speaks to tolkien's love like obvious love of both mythology and ancient religion Right. Um, because it, it's just, it plays into that whole feeling of like everything ultimately comes from um, nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The world around us influences our, our choices. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it. It's yeah. It boils down to nature. <laughs> but man, the sea was right in this case because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sea was like, ooh, these guys are going to be hot together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The sea was like, I ship it. Um, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, 
And yeah. also that that sea worm, also right. You yes, know? yeah. It, it ate the right people. You know, the yeah. Sea, the sea does not have AO3 for a good long time. <laughs> yeah, so really they they got to do their own shipping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so moving on from that, um, we also have come to the time of the Harfoots Yay! Autumn Harvest Festival. Do you did you like the the Harfoots, Sammy, the way that they're portrayed in this? I love the Harfoots. I think um I love that uh the idea of um you know hobbits in the in a more like traveler nomadic society. Mm-hmm. Um because the the hobbits that we know are are very, you know, stuck in one place. And so yeah. Um, it's hard to imagine a nomadic society for hobbits, but it really actually makes sense um, to think of like a nomadic society being so diligent about survival and about keeping to themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really establishes how that culture exists and um, and their sense of community too. Yeah, and and why like food is so important to them and why uh, they're kind of family trees are so important to them because that's a big thing in the hobbit is they're really mm-hmm. obsessed with their names and their lineage their lineage mm-hmm. and uh like you know traits uh, attributed to different parts of the lineage so i think that that's mm-hmm. like you know they, there's a lot of things like oh he's a brandy buck like he's like this in the hobbit <laughs> and in mm-hmm. uh lord of the rings um and so I think that that really makes a lot of sense. And so it's a, it's really building like an excellent foundation. And also I just, I love, I love hobbits. And so of course I love Harfoots. Like, <laughs> come on. They are pretty wonderful. And these, this festival is so beautiful. The costumes, like the, yes. the revelry, the joy of it. It's so just immersive and wonderful and good. And just makes you feel like, oh, it's like a warm hug. Yeah, absolutely. It's so cute. Um, And, you know, everybody's got like little like radishes or crab apples or whatever in their hair all the time, which is like very cute. Like it's something that like we don't ever see outside of just festivals, but that like day to day life of them having Mm -hmm. like cute little shit in their hair is adorable. And then also like for festivals, like adding a little extra Mm-hmm. you know pretty items into their hair i i just i thought that it was really sweet and um the idea of kind of like an elder wise harfoot that has all of the lore and is kind of almost like a uh, like a sage type is right. something that's like more organized than we've seen among the hobbits and i think that that's really fun um to, to think about too there's like a little bit more mysticism to the harfoots than there's mm-hmm. to the hobbits and so i'm really yeah. into that yeah I, i'm into witchy shit if the listeners can't tell <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and and if i would say if the hobbits are cottagecore the harfoots are hardcore cottagecore oh like, yeah <laughs> the harfoots are like are like yeah like wild cottagecore you know yeah like, <laughs> they really live out in the woods you know with, yeah like nobody around you know yeah they are like the most of nature yes <laughs> of, um all of the the races that we see i think in this show yeah absolutely, absolutely. and uh, Elle made a good point, like back in the first episode, about how they use their 
like their headdress and their costume as also camouflage and yes. how it changes as their terrain changes. Yes. And how smart that is. I just love everything about the Harfoots. Yeah, yeah. they're so it, So great. thoughtful. Like, everything about their choices and, and mm-hmm. the things they care about and the things they talk about. Like, it, it is very well done. Yeah, it would, it would be easy to just make them cute but yeah. they're also really cool and interesting and like you want to know more about their culture and about um their society um, yeah they're so like the, hardcore survivalists yes but also yeah. like very joyful yes so you see the yeah which you never see kind of together in like in fictional spaces yeah. I think usually that, that hardens people yeah, and yeah. I, but i think that in in real life like you know, you think of like the Romani culture, like that is mm-hmm. a very like joyful music based, food based, yep. rich culture with a lot of mm-hmm. celebration. And that's also a culture that has to uh, survive even now, you know, and and, right. um, and survive about against a lot of not just societal dismissal, but also the roughness of terrain, the roughness of living as a nomadic mm-hmm. uh, person and ch- choosing that life. So I think that the that's, dangers that come with it. Yeah. yeah. But all of those things, like the more difficult it is to stay alive, uh, also the moments where you are safe and the moments where you are together, those those highs are that much more joyful and that comfort is that much more uh relaxing and so of course they enjoy life yeah absolutely Um, because they have to fight so hard for it all the time which brings me to the the downer part i mean it's it's actually very beautiful yeah and i love it every time but i i cry every time i watch it which is their their naming ceremony where they name all the Harfoots that have been left behind. Which oh, means yeah. I was openly weeping. <laughs> mm-hmm. They've died mm-hmm. or moved on or, or something. But, like, you know, you hear that Poppy basically lost her yeah. entire family. Mm-hmm. Such, an elegant way, such an elegant way to give her background. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, like, such a concise, elegant way to let the audience know what what sh- what's driving her. Yeah. And Poppy's mm-hmm. my girl, let me just oh, say. The best. I, oh, I love Poppy. She's the, a proto Samwise. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. big Poppy fans over yeah. here. And like the first time I saw her, um, and also just like physically, I was like, man, when I was like 13 or 14, I never saw like girls my age yes. who looked like girls my age, you know? Yeah. Who just looked mm-hmm. like, you know, because I, I was a, an adorable round adolescent, and this is an adorable round adolescent who mm-hmm. is running around and brave and and smart and and uh, so cute and i just mm-hmm. i love seeing like actual adolescents play adolescents yeah right. and just a down ass friend <laughs> even if just a down friend even if she's yeah. like what are she's we doing constantly like holy shit what are you doing okay i'll get the water i guess i don't yeah. know <laughs> these choices are awful but yeah but i'm uh, down i know where to find a wheelbarrow i guess yeah uh, i'm not know. gonna let you do this alone even right. though i hate it right <laughs> She's very much Nori's conscience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the ceremony, beautiful as it is, is ruined when Nori's large adult son <laughs> crashes in <laughs> trying to read <laughs> the page that she stole from Burroughs' book that has the mm-hmm. constellation yes. on it that he's looking for. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, just one second before we pass by on the ceremony. I was, oh, like, yeah. I was like weeping a little bit, but I was also... The, the they read the name of this one person and they were like bees 
Oh, yes. <laughs> and they all, like, laughed, and they were just, like, <laughs> clowning on this guy who died of a bunch of bee stings, and they were like, what He always idiot. was. He always yeah. was a bit of an Egypt. <laughs> and, yeah. and everybody agreed. It was such, like, a way to alleviate, like, how yes. heavy that was. Yes. It was yeah. It was very sweet and also, like, very real, because, like, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows. You get a group big enough. That, you know, well, and also, like, you know, and, and maybe this sounds messed up to say, but, like, I don't think I know anybody who's been to a funeral, well, who's never been to a funeral where they laughed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a yeah. lot of it, you know? I, um, I've joked that I'm funniest at funerals. Yeah. Which is <laughs> terrible, but it's yeah. it's one of those things that I think that's, it's a coping mechanism, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And so um, that was, like, a very real moment to me. Like, it felt, it felt very grounding, Anyway, mm-hmm. and I just also thought it was funny that they were just like, it was basically like for a second, the naming ceremony turned into like a roast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that they're, the not, they're not precious about the dead. I mean, they, they care, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But they're not overly precious about right. it because they don't, they don't have a sense of permanence. They don't bury their dead. They, I don't right. think, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they do much other than, you know, try to, um, remember that they lived <laughs> right like death yeah. is part of life especially when you yeah. live in like a nomadic society so mm-hmm. they they really have like a practical um yes. straightforward way of looking at it but anyway yes the stranger comes in and fucks everything up <laughs> yeah he's trying to look at things and he can't remember how to read or talk <laughs> yeah he, he uh he steals a poncho <laughs> yeah or maybe a tent who knows what yeah. it is yeah i mean one harfoot's tent is another giant's poncho <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> But uh, Nori is now in big, big trouble. Yes. Uh, they mm-hmm. even want to... Ex- <laughs> Melva even says she wants to exile her and the entire Brandyfoot family. Yeah. Which would be way harsh, bro. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Super harsh. And as Poppy Static. says, mind your own fire, Melva. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, she puts her <laughs> which, like, right into her place. Somebody had right. to say it, right? <laughs> but they are uh, allowed to stay, but have to be at the back of the caravan, which is the worst place to be. It's easiest yeah. to be left behind. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nori's father is now injured, so mm-hmm. things are not looking good for them. Yeah, they're very scared. But yes. luckily, they have a giant wizard yeah. handy to help them very uh, handy. carry their cart. So friendship wins the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, but from there... Um, from there, we go to uh, Arendir, who is yeah. re- really like his part is kind of the it, it's the least we focus on in this mm-hmm. episode. But it's one of the more important because we're starting to get an idea of what the orcs are up to mm-hmm. down yes, in the Southlands. It's Arendir and his no good, very bad day. Yes. <laughs> the continuation. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So if you remember in the last episode, he got uh, captured and hauled off when he was exploring the tunnels and is now um, being held prisoner with the rest of his garrison to uh, keep digging the tunnels. For some reason, unknown as of yet. Mm-hmm. We have to wait a few more episodes before we find out what that's all about. Right. But uh, the other elves are kind of talking and they say, you know, he, they follow someone called Adar, which is our word for father. Mm -hmm. So A, why would orcs be using an elvish word for father? And who is this guy? And is he the successor of Morgoth? Mm -hmm. 
Right. <laughs> Good. You know, I mean, they, all important questions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which are not answered in this episode. No. <laughs> because we spend the rest of it with them trying to bust their, you know, jailbreak their way out of this situation uh, with limited success. Yes. Yeah, yeah extremely limited success. <laughs> extremely Although limited there success. are some fucking dope fight scenes in this episode. Yeah, yeah I love there that are. Like, this continues the tradition of like elves are like really crafty and kind mm-hmm. of really aware of their of their space and are mm-hmm. uh, all parkour masters <laughs> yeah they, they are playing 40 chess all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and, um, but still even even then like they're not op in this specific situation right like the orcs still have one over them and right they have them yeah. chained up um and they're aware of how crafty these elves can be right and the elves are, you know, the elves might underestimate the orcs quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And also... Because mm-hmm. um, they've never seen orcs organized like this before. No, no. no. And so they're, that, that's another thing is that they're kind of like unawares. And um, I think that's, that's really a, a fun thing about this period of time that, they're, that the Rings of Power covers in Middle Earth history is that like... <laughs> Um, you know, the, the elves are coming from it from like, okay, well, like the war's over, everybody, it's time to go home, you know, and that's when, that's when you can get got and elves don't think they can get got, you know, exactly. um, Cause they're used to, they've had hundreds of years of getting got, um, (laughs) but they still haven't, you know, quite figured it out. And so I think. Uh, I think that's that's a an interesting lesson because it, it's really easy um, as like a lot of a lot of people come to the fantasy realm and they're like oh you know like look at elves they're like way op like why wouldn't they just like run things and it's yeah. like mm, there are a lot of reasons why actually <laughs> they, because, they have you faults. know I mean yeah because one like, reason being, is mostly they can't be bothered right exactly right but also like being immortal isn't necessarily always a good thing you know like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it, it's having a shorter lifespan can uh, you know make make a, all the difference for a race like make them more yeah. Mm-hmm. more scrappy hungry to survive yeah. more scrappy you know yeah. a yeah. little bit more scared of death <laughs> and yeah. all of those things um you know whereas because like elves you know even when they die they they just you know go to valinor so like yeah you know, no big deal. like pretty low stakes for them mm-hmm. you know and orcs have this in the series so far it, they are kind of that like scrappy underdog right mm-hmm. where um they are an unknown for the most part Right. Um, so they have that advantage of elves, one, don't think much of them in, at first, mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, don't know fully what they're capable of. Um, right. And elves also just are too busy um, <laughs> doing their own shit, being a fall yeah. girls and, you know, right. um, <laughs> drinking their PSLs and enjoying life. Right. Well, and to yeah. elves, too, like cruelty and like that kind of just like cruel violence is just like mm-hmm. not in their repertoire. Yeah. And so they don't know how to respond to it at first. Which and is, I think, I think one of the reasons Galadriel unsettles the higher ups in the Elf yeah. Kingdom so much is because she is willing to be that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And she sees that like, oh, these, they're not going to be reasoned with. We can't reason with them. Right. That's mm-hmm. not going to work. Right. Because in or their the mind. The one thing that we usually do. Yeah. Because in their <laughs> mind, it's like, oh, 
like fighting is this awful thing that we have to, no. we have to do. So as soon as we don't have to do it, we all go home. And mm-hmm. Galadriel's like, no, like I'm ready to keep fighting. Like I want to keep fighting. I want to make sure it's gone. I don't want to stop fighting until it's gone. And that mm-hmm. doesn't make that doesn't compute. Yeah, mm-hmm. she wants to get it at the root. Yeah, you're just being really ag- coming off really aggressive. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. uh, Any other thoughts, parting thoughts on this episode? So, yeah, I should probably get into the last bit. Um, Mm -hmm. All the elfish escape attempts, pretty unsuccessful. Pretty much all the elves except for Arendir die in the attempt, but... um, the orcs don't kill him, of course, because he is a main character. Yeah. Instead, they say they're going to take him to Adar. And we kind of see mm-hmm. someone coming up on him that's very blurry. And that's the end. That's Adar. Yeah. I mean, the third episode is really still setting a lot of things mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, and so there's, you know, a lot of mystery left still. It's not a satisfying end. <laughs> it, no. It is designed to make you want to watch the next one. Right. <laughs> Which I will Roll be doing that. directly Roll. after we part. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, should we play a game? We should, please. Okay. Well, I have a game. Um, it's a little different from last week's. I'm not doing fuck Mary kill this time, but I'm gonna okay. do most likely two. Okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I have three questions, and I will ask you which character is. Most likely to drown in a mud puddle. Oh. Is the first question. Okay. Uh, how deep, like, what kind of mud puddle are we talking about? Like, um, relatively shallow. <laughs> yeah. So okay. we're just thinking, like, trips, falls, their face yeah. in a mud puddle. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like the um, three men from Numenor. Mm hmm. <laughs> Um, the bros, yeah, that motherfucker bros. with the Caesar haircut. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I feel like those three xenophobic bros from Numenor. Um, <laughs> I feel like they would because they they don't think too far ahead. Of <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, I'm gonna it, say that one. Uh, the the uh, rude Harfoot lady, uh, Marva. What's her name? Yeah, yeah, Melva. Yeah, Melva, I feel like I feel like she and. We saw her a little bit, you know, she was, she was the one who was kind of like ordering other people around instead of doing she's, things herself. She's the, yeah. the Harfoot's trail finder. She yeah. has like yeah. a, a position uh, in the yeah. yes. she delegates group. Yes, I feel like she would, she's not ready for, for the bad things to, to come, you know? <laughs> and yeah. so uh, that's that's who I would nominate. She's yeah. a little so, short-sighted to me. My answer was Isildur. Oh yeah, because he is just the most like head in the clouds. Oh my god, uh, I loved him. <laughs> I, yeah, that that scene when, when I they, love they him, but he ship. is he is objectively the worst. But I love him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, a, he's a dummy. and his sister. Oh my god, cuties! Yeah. I love and him I love, so much. <laughs> I love how you find out that he's a horse boy. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when his sister comes up and she thinks that he's happy to see her and no he he's happy to, to see the his horse, horse. <laughs> <laughs> so cute I loved them yeah yeah okay yeah. Uh, second question this one's pretty innocuous I think okay character most likely to become Instagram famous 
That is not Galadriel. Elrond. Mm-hmm. Elrond. Okay. Because I see Elrond as being like a very like dark academia coffee shop mm. Instagram boy, you know? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like... With the scarf and the oh, horn ring glasses. Oh, yes. Yeah. He would have like the little glasses and he'd be making little reels or like TikToks about like <laughs> yes. books he liked to read and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like. Oh, and, yeah. and everybody would be like, oh, my God, this is like my soft boyfriend you know (laughs) my rare book king yes exactly like i feel like he would have like a very particular like niche following but it'd be a very horny one yeah oh yes extremely yeah Yeah. dedicated yeah how about you um i actually think i'm gonna go elf two i think um kelebrimbor would want it the most yeah i think he would work he would work for it the most yeah for sure uh i chose galadriel's horse for obvious reasons. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instant that, overnight that, fame. Oh, yeah. That horse's Instagram would be popping. They would, they would yeah. need like three people on staff to run that Instagram. Yeah. The, the uh, horse's Instagram um, <laughs> name is just The Stallion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. All right. And- only. Yeah. And then my last question's a little spicy. Okay. Ooh. Okay. The character most likely to fall asleep while getting railed. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Galadriel here. I think, um, you know, it's all been done before. <laughs> I think she's over it a little bit. You know? Oh, sure, and, sure. Uh, she has to rest sometimes. And so I can definitely see her being like an occasional... Like pillow princess and just falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I I think um, probably Sadik Burrows. He's tired. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Oh yeah. He's got other things on his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I chose even though he's not in this episode, uh, King Gilgalad. <laughs> yes, one thousand percent. He is definitely going to fall asleep in the middle of coitus because <laughs> mm-hmm. he just can't be bothered. No. I haven't met him yet, so excited. Yeah, he he's lost all sensation and feeling. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think a long time <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, the Elf King. Sorry, oh, the Elf Sammy, King. For, oh, I don't know yeah. his name. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. You're so right about that. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I feel like I feel like falling asleep during coitus is like an elf thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like elves would definitely like like for me i you know and we've discussed this a little bit off offline mm-hmm. but i feel <laughs> like you know when you live that long um there's going to be a very different attitude towards sex and there's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of different types of sex and i definitely think that like there would be a style where it's like all right well like we're doing like restful spa treatment sex like you go to sleep <laughs> yeah and we'll get you I think off. They're, <laughs> I think they're naturally. I think they're naturally tantric. Yes. Like, like in nature. Like yes. Because they have yeah. so much time. You know. Yes. They don't care. They're gonna yeah. take all of the time that they exactly. want. Exactly. It's like <laughs> they could just edge for years. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Elrond was gone for twenty years and didn't think anything of it. You know, for the, like exactly. in the last episode. Um. And and he totally didn't even think about it. It was like you know he was like well I, I saw you last week but it was like twenty years ago for him. You know. Yeah. So. Now that yeah. you mentioned it, I have to ask: Did you ca- pick up on the vibes? Oh, yeah. with Elrond oh. and Durin. Oh yeah, the the vibes. <laughs> I mean, it is like on fire between them. Yes, it is wild the yes. energy. Yeah, I mean, there was a vibe, and, and there was a vibe uh, between him and the wife. 
Yep. And then yeah. Was a, I was like, okay. there's a vibe between the three of them. Between yeah. Two <laughs> separately. The, the three like, of them have like. Yeah, a I vibe. love. And I was kind of like, is Elrond just gonna like kind of move in here? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's the third. Yeah, he's really? a unicorn of one thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I totally, I totally picked up on the vibe. But also, Elrond kind of has that vibe. Like we talked about Galadriel having chemistry with a lot of yes. people, but so does Elrond. Like, let's yeah, he flirts with everybody. Clear. I think. Um, I can't mm-hmm. remember that that one guy that has street magician vibes. Um. Kellebrimbor. Kellebrimbor, yes. I was like, gay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you, like uh, you know, Bo knows this about me because she's watched a lot of things with me. It's like, when there's, like, gay subtext going on, I just scream gay at the screen. And I go, gay. Uh, and I kept yelling gay at the screen, like, every time they looked at each other. Like, there's just, oh, yeah. there's a vibe. They, they are about to have a truly platonic relationship, I'm just going to sure. say, watching Interview with the Vampire with you was a lot of fun. <laughs> For that reason. <laughs> I'm glad somebody tolerates me. Because <laughs> it's obnoxious is what it is. But Oh, well that's yeah. that's my game. Good game, guys. Yeah, Thank good you. game. Thank you. Uh, I also have a game, Ooh, um, right. and I knew com- we did have uh, Sammy coming on. I wanted to do something a little bit uh, witchy. Ooh. Um, Ooh. And, uh, you know, I, in, in my work and in my studies, I have a real appreciation of the sciences and research methodologies. Um, and uh, I especially have an appreciation for the highly scientific practice of zodiac signs based, um, <laughs> or zodiac sign, <laughs> zodiac based character assignment. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of my favorites. Yes. Um, and uh, and so I went to a couple of different sites mm-hmm. um, and looked up, you know, who is what character is what uh, zodiac sign. Mm-hmm. So I call this signs of power. <laughs> and I will read a redacted and abridged description of a zodiac sign from one of these oh. sites. Okay. okay. And you will tell me both the zodiac sign and the character they're talking about oh christ okay i'm excited it's a it's a little bit tough but um (laughs) but i will i can't offer hints feel free to talk it out you know we we are in a fellowship so you can work together to talk it through (laughs) right yeah i'm i'm more of an astrology bitch than Bo, uh for sure but i'm like not the most well-versed astrology bitch okay Uh, but we'll I, I I'm willing. I'm I'm excited, and I have strong opinions about. Some I think characters. I think you guys are going to get these. Okay. Okay. Um, and I have. There's three of them. Okay. We'll All do. right. Okay. So the first one, loves order and has unparalleled creativity and intelligence, wants to make something great that will serve the community well, holds dominion over the house of service, routine, and wellness. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to ask what kind of sign these are? Like air sign, fire sign. Um, I don't have that okay. detail. That's okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I um, I think I know which sign this is, so I can just point. I I'm pretty sure this is Virgo. Um, but I'm gonna say it. it's I'm. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say Capricorn. Oh, yeah. No, it's well, it's Capricorn's also an Earth sign, but but yeah, but Virgos are the ones who are really known to be like freaks for organization. <laughs> and I can give you a hint on um the character. Okay. 
okay, You're, you guys are going to get this. Um, so <laughs> um, they have a tendency to wait around corners in order to make an entrance if someone mentions their name. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Calabrimbor. Calabrimbor. <laughs> yep, Calabrimbor, yeah. the Virgo, makes sense. Oh, to that's all, that totally makes sense to me, yes. Oh, Sammy, you're going to kill it this game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So game two is uh, prideful but caring. They love to be the center of attention and can be competitive. Rules the house of pleasure and fun. Loves mm. their friends, winning and having a good time, but tend to be stubborn. Hmm. Mm. Um, wow. So that that's this is sounds this is gonna sound crazy to anybody who knows astrology so just <laughs> ignore whatever don't tweet at me i don't fucking care um this is either a leo or a taurus um and i'm gonna say they're probably talking about uh maybe jared <laughs> Bo, do you have uh, a guess i'm gonna say aries okay and i will also guess Durin because i think that's a good guess well, you're you're both right on Doran. Mm-hmm. And Sammy, <laughs> you totally got it. He's a Leo. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yes. Um, completely. Um will will very competitive. We'll make you break rocks if <laughs> we'll make you challenge him to break rocks if you ignore him for twenty years. <laughs> um okay, and then three is they're stubborn, fearless, brave, and competitive. Leaders less because of ego and more because they do what they believe needs to be done. Okay, Though this is Capricorn. To- <laughs> this is Capricorn. <laughs> Though prone to anger, they rarely hold grudges. They have a mm. tremendous amount of willpower, and they're determined to see things through the end. They okay, maybe not. And, they are blunt and lack subtlety, and they hate having to jump through hoops to get what they want. <laughs> mm. That does sound very Capricorn, though. Yeah. Um, or Aries. Yeah, I'm sticking with Capricorn, and All I right. think it's Galadriel. Sammy, you uh, got a character? Oh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign that. We'll be a fellowship here. Wow, Sammy, three for three. <laughs> it is Galadriel, and she is an Aries. <laughs> Yay! Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the um, witchiest bitch of us all. <laughs> Sammy C. Okay. Uh, so, as a, as a, uh, um, uh, as a congratulations, as a, a reward for winning, I do have uh, what I believe are your um, zodiac signs and the rings of power character as well. If you oh. want to hear about them, oh, Ooh, definitely. Yes. So because I, I have a very strong opinion about who is my sign, so I, I will, I'm ready. <laughs> oh. I'm ready to fight. Um, you're a Libra, right? <laughs> yes, I'm a Libra. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, do you have a guess of who is your sign? Well, okay. I and I said this in the group chat yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I Elrond is a Libra, and I will fight anybody in the street <laughs> who says that he's not. Anyway, well. I have three websites to send you um, <laughs> that you can fight with. Okay. Uh, so, uh, actually, they have Muriel as the Libra. Okay. Um, as Queen of Numenor uh, has a strong sense of justice, which mm-hmm. she upholds mm-hmm. even in the face of the fearsome of fearsome figures like Galadriel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna say that Muriel's not a Libra. I don't know her well enough, but I just yeah. feel strongly that Elrond is also a Libra and I can talk about why one, if you want. One of them had mm-hmm. um Elrond as a Gemini. I'm like, what are you talking what? about? No, no. absolutely <laughs> Do not. Do you know the zodiacs? <laughs> no. <not>. Get <laughs> no. out of here. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Beth. Uh Waldrig, for... the the shirtless bartender. <laughs> he's he's a Gemini. <laughs> Yeah, he's the ultimate Gemini. I'm obsessed with him. I love him. Oh, we've talked about him every single episode so far. Yeah, I love yeah. him. I love his vibe. He's I, just I, old and evil and yeah, yeah he's let's... great. He's, I, he's just bringing the Game of Thrones grit to 1,000% of power. And it's like, what are you doing here? Like, where yeah. are you from? He's, he, yeah, he's in his own universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh no knowing yeah. my luck it's yeah. gonna be someone like theo <laughs> okay <laughs> it so, is isn't it no, it's theo it's not it's not but i think okay. you probably feel about the same oh. um so beth you're a capricorn and so is gil glad of uh, course <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I was like oh no she's gonna um <laughs> So um, he must he must lead his people in a way that ensures their safety and well-being. He is wise, level-headed, and thinks more about the bigger picture than Galadriel's or Elrond's desires. Mm. Some might consider mm. him cold for this, but it is a requirement for a good leader. That's fair. Yeah. That is Gilglad. You know, I think that, in general, like, Zodiac websites are a little bit hard on Capricorns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and I, I'm biased because I have like a lot of Capricorns in my life. Like mm-hmm. Bo's a Capricorn. My I mom's thought... a Capricorn. My brother's a Capricorn. Oh my like, God. I You're am surrounded. surrounded by Capricorns all the time. My, my nephew who's about to be born is very likely also going to be a Capricorn. <laughs> so um, I've got a lot of Capricorns in my life and um, they are you know, uh, they're known to be kind of like focused on money, workaholics, um, mm. focus on material mm. things, and like their uh, their associated tarot card is the devil, which is about material things um, mm. and desires. I, but I do like shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that what a lot of people miss about Capricorns is that they really take care of the people they love, and they do, uh, and yeah. really uh, like look at the bigger picture. So, um, anyway. And, and yeah. I, at risk of boring the shit at all of, out of all of your <laughs> listeners and everyone else in the sound of my voice, I do want to talk really quick about why I think Elrond is a Libra and like why okay. just yes. the three episodes of case. Rings of Power yeah. like we will we <laughs> really adjudicate this right convinced now. <laughs> me. So Libras, we are uh, we're ruled by Venus. We're all about art and expression and. Um, and sensuality and um and we're known to be like extremely charming and flirty and um good at like um good diplomats Mm -hmm. and also um like to meet people where they are and that's something that like libras get accused of a lot we get accused of being like kind of duplicitous and two-faced a lot because uh libras like biggest skill is uh, knowing who they're talking to and kind of changing like their vibe code switching a little bit to talk yeah. to who they're talking to. And so first of all, like uh, you, you, we see Elrond and he's kind of like Galadriel, like, listen, I get where you're coming from. I totally <laughs> get it. But like, 
Here's also like he sees where everybody's coming from and kind of tries to bring it to the people who are kind of the hard yeah. heads, tries to bring some kind of compromise between Galadriel and the king, whose name I cannot remember, no matter how hard I try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and um, he also, you know, in Lord of the Rings, he is the one who brings the fellowship together. He wants to mm-hmm. discuss what is needs to be done by the ring uh, about the ring he is all about justice you know so he provides mm-hmm. that like middle ground for everybody to meet at um mm-hmm. which is libra's specialty and also <laughs> uh he has sexual energy with literally everyone he speaks with uh mm-hmm, very true. libra He's very beautiful. He loves aesthetics, um, you know, and he's very he's super stoked to meet the other guy because he's a beautiful artist and like forges all these gorgeous things. And he's like, oh, my God, big mm-hmm. fan of his work. So, you know, that he loves art. And then the thing that really sealed it for me was when he rolls up to Duran's place, he's like. He's like, this is my friend. He's going to welcome us. It's all going to be fire and, you know, feasting and everybody's going to have a great time. And then he gets like a cold thing and he's like, all right, hold on. You stay out here. Let me do my work. And then he like goes in there and he's like, I'm challenging you to a battle of breaking rocks, which is like not his vibe, not his thing, but it's exactly how Joran speaks, you know? And so that's to me, like, the most, like, Libra chill thing to do. Like, uh, like a Libra oh, board. totally the person who would be like, ugh, I have to talk to this person. They seem kind of mad at me. I guess I'm going to go to a football game and act really excited about it. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that is, like, so Libra. And so I was like, Elrond's a Libra, and I feel very strongly about it, like, as time goes on. Anyway. Yeah, I buy it. Because they are, you know, they are great communicators and natural bridge builders. Mm-hmm. And he is that, 1,000%. Yes. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, that, anyway. that makes complete sense to me. That was my 10-minute yeah. yeah. monologue about Libras. <laughs> and I anybody, mean, it works. If anybody's curious, uh, I am a Sagittarius. Mm. And so is Nori, which makes it completely Aww. trash. That, I so see yeah. that. I, yeah. I have to say, when I saw that, um, I, I rewatched the, um, uh, the, the this episode um, today. Uh, like, I had it on the background when I was prepping stuff. And I read this. And as, as I was reading this, I was like, oh, my God, this makes so much sense. Because... <laughs> Because, you know, having a, like, a stranger show up to a family function and then having to explain, like, oh, yeah, um, I, yeah, I do know that guy. <laughs> um, it's a very Sagittarius thing. And I can say that from experience because I did that to my parents when I introduced them to uh, one of my partners <laughs> where I, um, they were visiting me and um, I took them out to this brewery and I invited, I didn't, they, they knew nothing about him that I was even dating anybody. And I also invited him to this brewery um, at the same time. And, like, we all met up. And my parents were like, what? <laughs> wow. And Diabolical. Like, yeah, extreme, extreme Nori behavior. Yes. Um, even though my, the, when they were like, why didn't you tell us? Uh, my reasoning was that I didn't want to have the conversation twice about it. <laughs> Fair. I was like, this Very is much good. more efficient for me. Efficient, yes, a queen. Yeah, um, but it. yeah, like she, she just, she is so curious about the world. She wants to know about everything, and she's very lucky for all yeah. the dumb decisions she makes. She's extremely lucky. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. 
Well, I'm so pleased that you joined us, Sammy, and I yes. can't wait to talk more about the show with you. If you want to come back on a lighter episode, we'd love to have you oh, absolutely. again. Um, <laughs> there's lots, so much more you're in store for, and I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited uh, about it, and I, I'm just really glad to to be on this podcast. I'm, I'm excited that you guys are both wonderful, and I, I think it's Aww, a delight thanks. that you're hosting Aww. a podcast together. I was very excited to hear it. So, uh, so yeah. Well, thank you. Happy to be here along for the ride. Yes. Well, fellowshipping at its best. Yes. We, that's what we do. That's what we do in here. Yes. <laughs> but on that note, we're going to call it quits for this episode. But until next time, everybody, don't go off the trail and don't walk alone. Celebrimbor. <laughs> Celebrimbor. I always, I always want to say his name like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, is he's such a ridiculous character? I love, I love him in like the yeah. season, but he's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I he still like your barely over, know him. Over the but, top like, lesbian aunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I still like barely know him, but like just the way that he was introduced it was just like <laughs> what did you say hey. Beth you got you hit it on the nail you're like oh no he's mod <laughs> so he oh yeah yeah mod for <laughs> B Arthur's mod yes and then the S mod yeah um, thousand percent he's mod yeah and it's like the way that he was like introduced like and he like rolled up um I was like oh no this guy gives me like street magician vibes and I'm <laughs> oh yeah just waiting around a corner for somebody to mention his name like, yeah walk and then like and walk like, up with like a whimsical <laughs> expression is like you oh rang. no oh no <laughs> so good